With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. His personality is problematic, but it's usually problematic because he hasn't played up the snuff. If the brother was playing like he was in college when he won the Heisman, you know what? That attitude is acceptable. If you came to the NFL and you were balling, then that attitude is acceptable. But when you're not balling, you can't have that kind of attitude. That's what happened. And he didn't just have it on the field with players. He had it from an organizational perspective in terms of opening his mouth and imploring them to do things he had no business having any input in. That is Stephen A. Smith, of course. Brent Martin, along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, here on a Friday. Hope everybody's doing well heading into this weekend. And uh, spring break wrapping up for the folks I know in Duval County and St. John's County. And uh, good to get away a little bit, but not fully away. And it's a good thing <laughs> because, uh, oh, wow. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, in the uh, world of the NFL. The NFL just won't stop. The NFL, by the way, Austin, does not care what else is going on. Doesn't care if the Players' Championship's going on on Monday. Mm -hmm. Doesn't care if uh, the NCAA tournament's going on on Thursday, Friday. Yeah. They're just going to say, we don't care if uh, there's there's Major League Baseball free agency or Major League Baseball's going to have a season. We don't care if LeBron's going to drop 50. We don't care. (laughs) Don't care about weddings. Don't care about anything. <laughs> they don't. Let, they don't care about be, vacations. Well, well, let it be a lesson to all you, you know, you, you, you know, people trying to get married out there. Do not schedule this during NFL free agency. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, by the way, hey, uh, we'll be calling you every 10 minutes from the ski slopes next week. Okay? Oh, yeah, I can't Bring wait, your man. cell phone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got you. No worries. <laughs> uh, where are you headed again? Steamboat Springs. Steamboat Springs. Yeah. Place from what I hear. I, I'm oh, jealous. beautiful. Yeah. And then, so I've actually, I've never snowboarded in, in Colorado before. Oh, so I'm pretty cool. excited. Yeah. Where have you snowboarded? Uh, I've been to Big Sky, Montana. Oh. Um, oh, Brent. Mwah, chef's Kiss, obviously. Jealous. Um, I've been to Squaw Valley, like Lake Tahoe area, which was another Chef's Kiss. Mwah. Um, yeah. So California and uh, Montana. Where does the gang meet up? Uh, well, there there is a chapter in uh, in Denver, in Colorado. It's okay. the it's the Rocky Martin Rocky Mountain chapter, and let's go ahead and call them a club, not a gang, huh? I was yeah. wondering about. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I told a million times, you know. Yeah, I know, but I kind of, I mean, that just makes you even tougher than you are. <laughs> and I our you. show a little tougher. I got you. You know, so I gotta I gotta amplify that. When so I we're we're really waiting to see here because so I'm part of the the Midwest chapter, and that's where the whole thing originated from. So what we're trying to see, like, if I wear the vest around Colorado, like, would I get, like, free stuff? So we're going to put that to the test. Oh, wow. Could, so it could be that big in Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ravines, right? The, the Ravinos. Close. Ravinos. Damn. Ravinos, yep. Hey, uh, Austin, real quick. Yeah. Purdue just won. Yeah. By 22. What was the line? <clears throat> Did I miss this? No, it's fine. I had, uh, I, I, I took 22 and a half, so... 
because it was, it, was, it, was it was plus 170. Yale uh, scored on the last possession. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. And, and thank you for telling me now when I'm watching it with the delay, so I'll just I'll turn this off right now. Just trying to help. So I don't get mad. Thank you, Casey. I'm not sure that's helpful. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the NCAA, did everybody's, who, did you guys brackets get busted last night, or, or was it just like, well, I took some L's? Because I took some L's, but to be honest with you, I'm not busted. Like, I had Kentucky winning the next round. Yeah. I don't have them after that. I think uh, I had somebody else beating them. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, I'm sitting pretty good right now. Um, all my elite eight teams are still available. Uh, I think I just missed on one Sweet 16 team right now. If I'm, not, I'm sorry, two Sweet 16 teams. So, yeah, in terms of, like, my possible points, I'm still sitting good. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think it was last year or two years ago on the opening day, I lost two of my final four teams. And <laughs> still was in it. Still was in one of the, the pools I was in Yeah. up until the championship game, and then Gonzaga lost. Yep. So whenever a year that was, maybe it was a couple years ago. Uh, South, great. South Beach Gary, good thing it's the weekend. He can't call in on Saturday. Miami's beating USC 29-16. Yeah, some of us had that. Yep, some of us might have uh, had USC winning that one. Yeah, me too. I just didn't, I told you yesterday I didn't like the ACC. And by the way, it's only the first half. They got yeah. time. To yeah, yeah plenty of time. Uh, Purdue yeah, does win. It's not like the NBA, though, Brent. Like, NBA, like, you can have a 20-point swing in five minutes. Yeah, NCAA, it's a little different. Although, although, how about your game last night? We'll get to the Deshaun Watson stuff. But how, seriously, that game, now you're a Murray State guy, so. Yeah. But I didn't. I was kind of in and we're, we're, I don't know what I was doing, but I think we were flipping back between games, so we didn't realize at the end that they had, San Fran had gone on like a 10-0 run or an 8-0 run to close that thing. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it, it was stressful, okay? It was stressful because I was staying up super late and I had to get up early the next morning, so I was stressed about that. Um, and, and Murray State couldn't stop that. I think it was a, 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 not a boye, but a, a, a joye, whatever his name was. Yeah, he was horrific. The guy was just unconscious, it seemed like, for, for a little bit there, just going off. Um, yeah, it was a big win. And, you know, obviously, you know, you see how that Kentucky game went down. And it just made things a lot more interesting for that winner between San Fran and Murray State. Yeah, because now on paper, you're like, okie dokie, we get to play St. Peter's. Yep. I mean, that's pretty nice. Yep, and I still know where St. Peter's even is, so. I Fantastic. think it's in Jersey. Yeah, so same with Creighton. You know where that is? Creighton's in Nebraska. Creighton's like, is oh, it really? Oh, my goodness. They lost to Nebraska? Wait, Creighton? Oh, by the way, Creighton's I need in Nebraska? Creighton, too. Creighton I have going a, a good ways. Like, I have them upset in, uh, who are they, Arizona next or yeah. Kansas next or oh, whatever. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I needed that. That was another one. That was a 9-0 run to end regulation. Yeah. I saw it. So, uh, that was big. But today, really... Ohio State gets a win over uh, Sister Jean and Loyola, so no magic there this year for the Chicago-based uh, Loyola team. Auburn wins 80-61 to over Jacksonville State, who shouldn't have been in the tournament anyway because they didn't even make the championship game of the A-Sun. <laughs> well Texas Tech uh, cruises to a win. Purdue pretty much cruises to a win over Yale. So really nothing crazy happening this afternoon so far, but Miami is up 11 going into the late stages of the first half against USC, and that's a 7-10 game, which 7-10 games go anyway i i i feel bad for the san frans and the maury states to have to play that game in the first round mm -hmm. i mean th those are two really good teams so I, I was reading up on san fran by the way the coach is, is looks like he's gonna be hired by the florida gators to be their next coach um really yeah yeah yes yeah, so that uh, just came down this afternoon right huh. before the show but uh looks looks like he's 10 <laughs> yeah, well uh mike white looked like a referee so. <laughs> and by the way Billy D looked like he was 10 for a long time, too, and that worked out okay. <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, 
I think I saw somewhere that San Fran, somebody said they were their 24th best team in, in like, the whole tournament. Really? Like, that's what they had to rank. Now, this was one person's rankings, but that will show you the kind of respect, though, that they have. And they had to play Murray State, and that game was terrific. Yeah, you know how yeah. yesterday I was talking about the shot-making? Like, some people criticize college basketball because it's not like – it's kind of like this war of attrition sometimes. It's like who's going to make the most mistakes yeah. rather than who's going to go win it? Well, those guys went and won it last night. Like the shot making was incredible. It was a fascinating game, fantastic game, maybe the game of the tournament as we look back on it. Well, it was a, fast, it was a very fascinating story too because one of those, the, the center from San Fran, um, his dad, so he's from Ukraine, and his dad over is like over in you know Ukraine right now because he's a police officer and he's trying to like defend where they live. Um, and then his his mother and his sister got out of there. I think they're in Lithuania now, they were saying. But, um, yeah, I guess he was saying, like, he's got a cell phone by him at all times in case something, like, transpires so he can get an updated information. But imagine, like, pl- trying to play a tournament game and then also, hey, by the way, you know, there's a war going on essentially um, in your hometown. It's wild. Yeah, what uh, you know, not only for him but also for his teammates, right? I mean, yeah. how, like – what I don't so, know what the right term is educational experience, but that's like real life well, stuff that, yeah. that they're feeling it too, though. You know what I mean? And well, he they said that there was there was three other I think two other guys on the team that weren't from Ukraine, but like around that area as well. Like the, for whatever reason, they recruited some guys from that area. So like he he's got some like you know some some friends that are kind of grew up like by him. So like it, it's easier for him to kind of relate, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's it's crazy if you're the only person from you know Ukraine and you're in a new you're in the United States and you're by yourself. Like he's got teammates who grew up around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's an amazing storyline. Really was a good game. Murray State survives and it might have a, a I don't want to say an easy ticket. St. Peter's won't be easy. That's but certainly certainly a better path. Let's go and chalk that. Uh, to Sweet 16, uh, which um, which will be. Something much. By the way, I couldn't believe your guy was able to play with cramps like that. I've had yeah, the cramps crazy. before, well, yeah. and to be able to go back in, like I don't know how you play with him. Like I, I, he he finished the game. Yeah, and I was texting the AD, "Can you get him some salt water or something?" Like all he needs is some sodium. You're just laying him, stretching him out. You got to give him some salt water. That's that. That's the key, Brent. Sodium. Seriously. Um, well, yeah. Well, well, I thought it was potassium, really. Uh, that's sodium I, makes I a difference always, too. I was always a banana guy. Banana guys, yeah. To avoid. Yeah. To avoid uh, cramps. Yeah. And not that I did a good job of it. <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's get back to the big story right now. It just broke in the last uh, 20 minutes or so. That's uh, Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Uh, anything else trickling out on this? Three first-round picks, uh, a couple of second-day picks or third-day picks as well. So five picks in all, but three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. $230 million contract guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's insane money. I think they said the previous best for guaranteed money is $150 million in the NFL. My, my guess was, was that like Mahomes or Josh Allen or something like that? But yeah. uh, now $230 million, <laughs> a, a $12 million a year raise for a guy who didn't play a down last year intentionally. <laughs> I mean, we are living in an insane world right now in the NFL. And... Uh, just reset the market. He's going to make what, forty-eight million a year, or yeah. at, at some point in all of this, whatever that breaks down to be, pretty incredible. Brent, do you think in this contract, and like, you know, I'm not trying to be like the, the, the bear of like future bad news or anything, but like, what would happen if like another something comes out, and like maybe there's evidence to this one? I don't know how they craft. Like, that. how does? Yeah. And and by the way, there are some people that have said that he's going to be suspended anyway by the league. Hmm. Like, there are some people, I don't know if that's, like, 
just a belief or an actuality that he will be suspended by Goodell for some time because of what went down. Now, they did not do anything because they were waiting for everything to play out. But maybe it's just because of these civil cases. I'm not sure. But at least there's a possibility in discussion that he could be suspended. Now, it's probably looking at like a four-game suspension. But they could spend $230 million on a guy who might not play his first four games wild. or something well, because and, of suspension. Well, and you got to wonder, too, if Taven Bryan going to the Cleveland Browns had anything to do with Deshaun Watson <laughs> possibly going to the Cleveland Browns as well. Because, you know, Taven Bryan now a big signing in Cleveland. Uh, it's a huge signing. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we haven't talked about it yet. I thought uh, I'd throw it out there. By the way, it's up to like $5 million he could get. Listen, I was talking to somebody else about Taven Bryan. It's like, what did the Jags see in Taven Bryan? Teams see everything in Taven Bryan that the Jags saw in Taven Bryan. Yeah. He's a beast athletically. Mm-hmm. I think he just didn't get it well. His He didn't fit. He didn't get it. Maybe it was a lot on him. I don't know because it would... Probably the real beliefs I have would really sound very bad, and I don't want to make those kind of accusations. But um, it just didn't work. And I think he is a perfect case of a guy that's not maximizing his talent because I think if you look around the league, people would say the kid's got talent. Mm-hmm. And and so I think Cleveland's buying into that a little bit, and maybe that change of scenery helps him as well. I don't think he's a bad guy, by the way. No. I just think uh, I think he is a, a supreme example of a player that is not reaching his his potential. Um, even in the NFL, like he should be better, could be better. Maybe he will be better, but he never quite figured it out in Jacksonville. And they tried, man. I know for a fact they tried a lot of different ways. He had a lot of different coaches. He had a lot of different voices and just could never really tap into that full potential of Taven Bryant. Can he find it in Cleveland? Hey, you hope he can because he's got a chance to, to probably play in the league for a long time uh, if he does. What now with Baker Mayfield? What's Cleveland going to do? Well, first of all... Why is he involved in this trade? Well, that's what Casey and I were discussing during the break. Why wouldn't they try to trade him, um, you know, to Houston and maybe get one of those picks back? I, I guess Houston didn't want him, right? I mean, that's... Is that the obvious answer? Well, I think you're right. And, I, you know, I've heard several times over the last few months that they really like Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they did not want to create that situation with Baker Mayfield, and they want to see what else Davis Mills can do rather than give me a show-me year on Baker Mayfield um, here in Houston. So, yeah, I don't think they wanted him. Clear as day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this comes with a few questions, Brent, in terms of how this whole thing played out. First of all, do you think Baker Mayfield knew more than maybe we all did in terms of he saw Deshaun Watson was going to come to Cleveland, you know, from the get-go? That's a good question, man. I, I said because I, I raised the same thing about Amari Cooper, right? Well, and that, that was maybe my second question. Did Amari Cooper know well, that Sean I, Watson was going to go to Cleveland? Yeah, I, I suggested that last weekend when Amari Cooper got traded and even a little bit brought it up earlier this week that does he know? But then Deshaun Watson kind of is out of the running. I think he had even informed them that he was out of the running, and they obviously brought the Brinks truck back <laughs> to get him back in the mix. So I'm not sure how they could know that was about to happen. It seems like it's a stunning development around the league. That's my read on it, that this actually went through and he's going to go to Cleveland. I think all the betting money, all, anybody in the know was figuring Atlanta or, or New Orleans, and now, boom, here we go. So um, I doubt it, man. I, I don't know if Baker knew this. Now, agents know a lot, mm-hmm. right? And, 
And could they have kept that quiet and maybe Baker had a little more intel and information? I just don't see how this played out and the the way Baker issued his his post and then asked for the trade and then Deshaun's no go and now he's back in the fold. Like I don't know how he could have read that. I, I think this was happening with or without Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland uh, from a Baker Mayfield point of view. No, for sure. It's just, you know, there was a couple of moves that kind of left you a little baffled. I mean, Am- Amari Cooper, you know, I mean, and once again, like, even when Baker was there, it was still probably a pretty good option for Amari Cooper. But I, I think, you know, the decision to go to Cleveland begs that. And then, you know, the outburst uh, of Baker Mayfield, who I get, okay, sometimes can be, you know, a little emotional, but like, he reached a new level with all those comments because, dude, you're still the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns until further notice. So it just it begs the question if there was some at least hearsay out there saying, hey, just because the Browns said he's not coming to Cleveland doesn't mean Deshaun Watson's not going to Cleveland. Yeah, and maybe it was a heck of a read in, in part by Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Austin, I told you this yesterday, I don't think Baker did himself every, any favors in that 24 to 36-hour window from a public perception standpoint. He wasn't viewed as like a victim here, right? Yeah. He wasn't getting the sentimental favoritism from from anybody, in my estimation. So he would have been better just keeping his mouth shut and having Cleveland look like they did Baker dirty instead of maybe a team like Houston saying, I don't know if I want this guy on my roster. He's writing love letters to the fans and, and requesting trades like within a 36-hour period to go along with a lot of commercials and not enough production. So... Like And now is every organization going to ask that? And is every fan base of that organization going to be like, oh, we got Baker? Yeah. Or are they going I to mean, be like, yeah, we got Baker? You know? Yeah, and it's kind of like the, the chicken and the egg, right? Like, did Deshaun come to Cleveland because of Baker, or did Baker get upset because he knew Deshaun was coming to Cleveland? I, I will say this, though. For as much money and capital that you give up to get Deshaun Watson, this had to be premeditated. Like, I, I don't think Baker Mayfield and his outburst or what he said on social media was the result of Deshaun Watson coming to Cleveland. I think they had their mind made up, or at least there was some sort of a plan in place, even before Baker Mayfield said anything. I yeah. think. There, there, there has to be, Brent. When you're spending three first-rounders and making, you know, setting records in terms of, of contracts, there has to be a plan before that. So, so here's the deal, guys. Like, here's what the Cleveland Browns had draft picks this year, they had the first round um, pick is the number 13 overall. Then they get a second round, a third round. They have an extra third round, which is a compensatory pick. They have two fourths, a sixth, and a seventh. I know throwing out a lot of numbers. Really, all that matters here is like the first round pick. So essentially, they're giving away their next three first round draft picks. This is very um, LA Rams esque. Yeah. In yep. that sense, mm-hmm. to get the quarterback. And, and by the way, I can't sit here and criticize the Browns for going all in and getting their quarterback rather than, like, I honestly think this is probably a better move for their organization to to know what you're getting in Deshaun Watson as a football player, at least, and not have to wait and see what Baker might be for one more year. And then if he's not, then try the draft for the next couple of years with those first-round picks and see what that guy is. Well, you got to hit the ground running right now in a win-now kind of window with a roster that's halfway decent. In mm-hmm. Cleveland, mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. So um, I can't fault Cleveland for making this play. I think the money's ridiculous, but that's whatever. The money's the money these days. And I think a lot of this is more just after everything that went down, do you root for Deshaun Watson or not? And I think people are going to be really mixed on that. Uh, but you know what? 
like you said, Cleveland Browns fans are going to be ecstatic, and they will root for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, and I guess that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you. He's kind of a polarizing figure. You know, I mean, the, 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 the way that he plays the game, you know, in terms of being a dual-threat guy will bring him fans. But, you know, the, the history and the track record, it also speaks for itself. Now, even though, you know, he was found innocent in, in the, the, the court opinion, there's still civil court and all that stuff. Um, so that's definitely still going to follow with him. You know, just, just because he was found innocent um, in the court doesn't mean, you know, maybe some stuff didn't transpire. So I think people will, will still hold him accountable. I think some people will question what the Cleveland Browns have done now, um, especially talking about a team who, you know, took a chance on Kareem Hunt after Kareem Hunt um, did, did some things as well. So there will definitely be the naysayers out there, as there should be. You know, they're obviously entitled to their opinion. But like you said, I think when it comes to the Browns fans and just from a football standpoint and nothing more, they'll be excited for that. We yeah, have another it, signing, by the way. For who? Uh, not for the Jags. Big oh. one or a decent one? A player we talked about a couple times today. Okay, hit me uh, with it. Or are we going we, we, we to tease it? What do you want to do? Uh, Give it to us, Casey. Teases don't matter. People are just going to go Google. That's a good point. Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. To Cleveland. Not to Cleveland. To Kansas City. Really? Shut, shut, shut it down. Well, how, how did they get Juju Smith-Schuster now? Because they let Pringle go. I, okay. But it's, hey, I'll tell you what's interesting about that move is uh, he's not fast. I mean, he's quick. One year. Yep. How much money? 10.75. Isn't it crazy that Juju Smith-Schuster's like on one-year deal? 10.75. I told, I said this earlier in the week. He's a weird guy. There's nobody that's lost more stock, it feels like, in the last few years. Than Can you imagine him and Patrick Mahomes' brother on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the, 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 the equity built up there? No wonder he took a discount. He's making billions on TikTok with uh, whatever his Mahomes name is, brother, whatever his name is. What, one final thought, by the way, to go back to what you said about uh, Deshaun Watson. The crazy thing is, this is a guy who's a ball boy for Atlanta, grew up in a, a real tough spot. He's one of the great stories. Warwick Dunn, you know, uh, helped him and his family out with one of the houses. He's known as this great leader, good guy. Like, he does not have a track record of what has played out, at least publicly, over the last year. So that is, that's what is always an interesting dynamic. And now he is polarizing, to your point. Deshaun Watson was never polarizing. He was always an easy guy to root for. And uh, as he goes to Cleveland, I'm not sure the rest of the NFL or fans all across the league feel that way, given what transpired in the last year. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There is a huge story in sports today, and it does not have to do with the NFL. We'll talk about it when we come back. When you come out and you put your foot on somebody's neck and they're down 20 in the first quarter, in the first half, you're like, yeah, we are number one seed or we are a top five seed. This is where you are. But if you allow a team to keep hanging around and keep fighting a small team like St. Peter's, who has a guy in Daryl Banks, the third, who dropped 27 on Kentucky, that gives them the confidence to stay in ball games. And that game to go to overtime. I mean, look, I, I give St. Peter's all the credit in the world. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to think of. That's Jay Williams, by the way. Jay Williams and uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Max in the morning here on ESPN 6, 96 a.m. until 10 a.m. You join us from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Monday through Friday on ESPN 690. And then don't forget, tonight and all weekend long, we've got the NCAA tournament, March Madness on ESPN 690. 
but Kentucky is starting to think, you know, I hesitate to say Cal's not a good coach um, because I think he is. First of all, he's an excellent recruiter. Mm-hmm. But remember when he took that seventh-seeded Kentucky team and won the national title and they got better and better and better and better as the year goes along? Mm-hmm. Like, I have that in my mind so much, and I'm like, that's what a good coach does. Like, it's easy I don't think it's easy at all, but when you're a one seed, a two seed, you're 30 and four, you have that kind of team, well, it's a little bit easier to be in the mix all the time. You take a team, especially at Kentucky, that starts off struggle, struggle, struggles, then starts building, 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 ends up as a seven seed, Kentucky, as the NCAA tournament, and then goes on a run and wins it. I, I think that was the year they win it. They won it. I, I'm, I believe I'm correct on that. Yeah, I think you are. And, and so, I mean, to me, that says that guy can flat out coach, mm-hmm. you know, but it is interesting now. You've got guys like him, even Fran McCaffrey out of Iowa. You've got guys, I tell you what, even over time that you start to look at recent history on Duke and Krzyzewski and their inability to really get deep in the tournament, you know, it says a lot about college basketball and parity, but does it say a little bit about those guys? Are they not as good as we think they are? No, it definitely says a little bit about it, right? Because talent is one thing, but, you know, coaching that talent is another thing. And I think if you look at, you know, especially Kalapari, I mean, he's the, the definition of that. Where if you look at the guys that have come through the University of Kentucky, I mean, it, it may be more impressive than any other university uh, in the past couple of decades. But he hasn't been able to win that much. Uh, and that does mean something. So, yes, part of college basketball, it has to be recruiting. Now, I think the transfer portal kind of changed the game a little bit. But you still have to be a great recruiter. Re- recruiter. And I think John Calipari is probably the best recruiter sometimes, it seems like, with the, with the talent that he gets. But then you have to make the most of that talent. And when it comes to that, Kentucky has underachieved a lot um, in his tenure there. The biggest story, perhaps, in the sports world today is not anything to do with the NCAA tournament or the NFL. Now, it might be. It rivals it. But the biggest talking story is around a person named Leah Thomas. She is swimming in the NCAA National Championships and won the 500, won first place, I think, last night, early this morning, and swimming all weekend long as well and competing. Uh, She swims from Penn. Well, she is a transgender swimmer, spent the first 21 years of her life as a man, and then also, I think, swam three years on the men's swim team. And in a recent ruling, the NCAA allowed if testosterone levels were below a certain amount, uh, and I think she had to petition, but they approved her to swim in this meet and now is swimming and swimming very well. Uh, in the national championship meet. It's a huge story in the NCAA. Uh, Austin, I'll be honest with you, man. I thought a lot about this today, talked a lot about it. I talked to my kids a little bit about it. Kind of, it was a good temperature check on the kids. Like, what do you think about this? You know? Um, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty wild scene at the NCAA swimming championships. And I, if I'm being completely honest, and I, there are two things here, right? You could talk about transgender people in general, from Caitlyn Jenner. And, and, and if you bring that conversation up to people, people are going to be like taboo about it, or they're, gonna be, they're totally going to disagree with it, or they're going to be very accepting of it, or whatever. But I'm not even thinking about that part of it. I'm talking about competition-based transgender, in this case, a woman competing against other women, although she was a man for 21 years of her life that's the element that we're discussing here and 
I will say the competition part of it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel right. The, the problem, though, that it's, it's hard to separate the competition part from the social part that's taking on because um, it, it really does go hand in hand. And, yeah, I, I've, I've thought about this. I mean, there, there's been a couple of stories in the past year. Um, I know there was a, a high school wrestler um, that was competing um, in, a, in, you know, in, the, in the female division. And it was a high school student who was transitioning from male to female. And that female ended up winning the entire state championship in Texas. And, and there was a lot of blowback with that and, and, and a lot of controversy surrounding that. I'll say this much about it. I do think there is a competitive advantage, you know, for someone like Leah Thomas. Now, the rules put in place, if she passed the protocols with the, the testosterone, then, then good on her. But I still do think there is a competitive advantage. But I see the blowback that Leah Thomas is getting, you know, on social media um, and is kind of being crucified by a lot of people um, for what she's choosing to do. I'll say it like this. If I, had a, if I was a parent and I had a daughter who was competing against Leah Thomas, would I be upset? Probably, right? I, I'd be a little disappointed. But at the same time, I would have to instill the values of my child, my daughter, that, that were instilled in me. And the way that I was brought up is you treat everybody, no matter race, creed, sexual orientation, you treat them with respect until they give you reason not to treat them with respect. And as far as I know, Leah Thomas has done nothing wrong in terms of following the rules that have been put in place for her, you know, to, to compete and all of that. So I am against maybe the rules that the NCAA has put in place in terms of, um, you know, allowing her to compete. But I'm not mad at Leah Thomas for doing it. You know, and I, I don't think Leah Thomas should be dragged because she's just wanting to compete. And, you know, once again, it, it's so hard to separate the social part from just the competitive part, but it kind of does go hand in hand. And I think the biggest problem that people have with Leah Thomas is the fact of like, they think it's a gimmick and they think like she's just trying to do this to, to win, you know, NCAA championship. And I don't think that's the case because I'll be honest with you. I can't really name any other NCAA swimmers that have won championships. I just, I, I don't follow the sport, but I also don't think the sport is, is that big where people know that kind of thing, right? I mean, it's a very niche sport. So when you have someone like Leah Thomas come in and, and put like, you know, put it like in a, a microscope, people are going to feel a certain way about it. But I think all she's just trying to do is compete. You know, like I, I think like, I don't think there's a facade here. I don't think there's any kind of personal gain here from Leah Thomas. I think you have a situation where you have a man that thinks, you know, that that, that was born um, a woman. And he, you know, he turned transitioned into a woman and now it's competing. As, she's competing as Leah Thomas. And that's fine. It's just the rules that are put in place. I don't agree with. But as far as Leah Thomas is concerned, she's fine with me. Uh, by the way, there's a, there's a local tie to this, too. Uh, Kenzie McMahon, who swims for Alabama, went to Mandarin High School, swam with the Bulls uh, program from Jacksonville, is is competing against Leah Thomas. And I think, like, has made the finals in a couple of events, or at least one of the events, and is doing really well. And, and So, like, there's a local tie uh, to competing. To your point, you just raised a very significant point. I actually said this to, to Kaylee today because I said, do you think, like, 
what I was trying to do is equate to her. I said, okay, listen, you're uh, down the road, you're pitching for App State, all right? And we just played Cavalry Christian uh, in Baseball Monday. And uh, they are like the number two ranked team in the state and top 20 team in the country. So they have like studs up and down, right? All committed players, all this stuff. And I said, what if one of those players uh, is, a, is a transgender athlete in a few years and now is competing in softball? And now you're pitching against this person four years down the line, and they're playing for, like, Coastal Carolina. Like, how would you feel about it? You know, and, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, I didn't get a concrete answer, but it certainly got the wheel spinning. <laughs> you know, um, it's, a very, it's a very interesting discussion, uh, at times complicated discussion. And the barometer for her being able to compete, by the way, if you don't know a lot about this story, and we're just learning about the story, too, at, at this high of a level, is the fact that Leah Thomas had to, for the last few years, since 2019, follow this hormone replacement um, uh, program, I guess, to be able to now be qualified to compete against women. And so, at least the way I understand it, guys, is that it's a, the hormone testing is really the key factor here Mm -hmm. to be able to compete in these national championships, and I and I guess hers is now even like a lot lower than even the normal um, female of what it would be. I'm I'm not like it's all, it's a myriad of numbers you can really dive into, and so that's how this all came to fruition. Anyway, uh, did ask somebody a little bit more familiar with the situation, and they said, "Well, there's there's." quietly protesting a little bit. Not everybody agrees with what's going on here in the NCAA's ruling. And again, more to, I think it's less to do with Leah Thomas in this situation, the person, uh, but more so with what the NCAA has ruled mm. and and their inability to, in, in I think a lot of people's minds, get it right. Uh, then that's where the angst is at. And uh, there was a lot of discussion, or, or at least from this person that was a little closer to it, said that um, uh, there was a, a big ovation for whoever finished, like, in second place when they were announced, mm. you know. And so uh, it's, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Uh, Casey, you shared an article with us. I think uh, this, was, this goes back a few years. Caitlyn Jenner, obviously the most um, high-profile transgender person in the world. Is that safe to say? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah. Um, has said, if I got it right, Casey, that that um, transgender athletes should have to compete in their their biological class, if you will. Yeah. So if you're born a male, you should compete with the males. If you're born a female, you should compete with the females. Yeah. That, is that how I, is it? Did I interpret that correctly? Yeah, I think you did, and that's just kind of why when we were texting about it earlier, I shared it because I thought it provided some context from someone that has lived literally that exact same situation. So I thought maybe what Caitlyn Jenner had to say would not not change your mind or anything because mm-hmm. not that we need our minds changed. We all feel a way about it, but uh, just add some context to the story for you guys. That's why I sent it Yeah, over. and I think, Austin, you say something that's really interesting. I don't know if you can divide the two, but there are a lot of people listening to the story right now. And they'll, they'll Again, if I bring this up to 10 people, they're going to be like, this – their view is going to be about transgender people in general. No, of course. I mean, right? that's, that's what it, it always comes down to. Yeah, yeah. that's what usually comes down Yeah. But I do think it's a, 
it's a fat you can have differing opinions here about how you feel about transgender people in general and then really how competition at least in any anyway high school uh, uh, college D- does Leah Thomas some someday swim in the Olympics yeah I mean as a I, female you know, swimmer yeah it, it, it all depends you know what the governing body is going to rule with that. Um, I'm not sure. I, she I swam no a idea. faster time, by the way, a faster time than Brooke Forty. Brooke Forty swam, now I don't think she did this event, but she swam in the recent Olympics. Yes. And so, like, and she used nine seconds off Katie Ledecky's time, mm-hmm. which, by the way, nine seconds sounds like a lot, but in the 500, like, you can shave some of that time off now. So Katie Ledecky's, like, the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And she was not that far off. So... To, to say, a, like, she might be an Olympian down the road, and then it'll be – obviously, each governing body will have to make these decisions. I mean, what what I hope that, you know, what this does with Leah Thomas, like, I hope going forward that, you know, there, science does take a hard look and see, okay, is this an advantage? And if so, how much of an advantage is it? And what can we do, um, you know, to set it up to, for fair play? Because that's what the Olympics is all about. You know, that, the, that, that's what sport should be all about. So I'm not saying I have a solution because I, I at this point, you know, on a Friday, I don't. But I just hope that it, you can keep on having the conversation and, and finding um, a possible outcome that can, you know, make all the parties happy, even though it's probably going to be hard to do, but at least have that conversation. You know? I think it's a – I will say this. I think a lot of people don't agree with the NCAA and what they did here. I don't think I do either. Uh, without all the information in front of me, in, like in, in a in appeals hearing, but I think it puts governing bodies in a very challenging situation. I will say that. Yeah. Um, and I think what you just said—you said something very profound earlier—and then I obviously related to my kids too. It's like if my daughter was competing against Leah Thomas, I don't think I would like that. I don't think I don't think I'm thinking that's a fair, equitable race. Okay, man, and I get that, but also there's a lot of things in life that aren't fair. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, and I get it. Like, it's supposed to be a fair sport and all this stuff, but it's like I said, if I had a daughter, I mean, hopefully I would raise her enough to be like, okay, you can be upset at this, but you have to understand that sometimes it's not going to be fair. Yeah, and yeah. You, you have to get over that, and you have to respect your competitors. What I also wondered is if there's a boy that, if you're going to, if, if testosterone is the key, say there's a boy who's very low in testosterone or something, is he allowed to just go swim against females? I mean, the, 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 there's, there's been cases. So there, there's a, um, a female by the name of Fallon Fox who used to be a male and then transitioned to a female who fights MMA. Um, and that was a big controversy for a long time okay. because, you know, she, she fought other women. Well, we know this probably isn't the end of the discussion. Probably more examples to come uh, down the road. But it's a massive story right now in the sports world, especially at the swimming championships and around the NCAA, uh, even though the biggest story it feels like in the NCAA is how's your bracket doing? We'll update you on that as well. Plus the latest on Deshaun Watson. Where does Baker Mayfield end up? Is he going to end up in the AFC South? And I've got plenty of Jags questions for you about the number one pick coming up on football at 5. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Friday. Oh, 
that's Andrew Catalan. That's my guy. That was a great call. No, I mean, that, was, that was a great moment. <laughs> the, the only highlight for Indiana, really, that entire game. Oh, man, it, I, I joke about this all the time with Andrew. You guys might catch this on social media, but the story with Catalan and I, we go back to Albany, New York. He was at a, another station, and obviously he's doing way better than me. So, um, But uh, he uh, has called a lot of Jags games, as people know around here. Calls the NFL, NCAA, does golf. He'll be at the Masters uh, coming up. He's a star uh, at CBS and, and a rising star and already is one. But uh, he has – he usually gets like – great games like every game catalan does is it feels like it's great even jags games yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but it feels like every game is close um it's not true but it feels like it and so i said last night i was like man even in a blowout he still has like the moment of the day i love it man <laughs> in the ncaa tournament yeah he's really good uh and so that was uh, andrew catalan yesterday with that indiana call and i think he well, that was in portland so was that what game did he have after that? It was a pretty good game, I think. Mm. Uh, what was the other game in Portland? I was watching it. It wasn't the Murray State game. No, um, they're in Indianapolis. It would have been a big seed, right? Yeah. It was a good, it was a good game. Oh, it was Kansas. Oh, it was Kentucky. Oh. No, no, no. no, no that was it had to be Kansas. Cause, yeah, because Kentucky was in Indianapolis as well. Ah, dang it. It well, had to be Kansas. Well, that wasn't a good game. I'm just schedule-wise, <laughs> if it wasn't Murray State, it had to be Kansas. It had to be. Yeah, unless he flew somewhere fast. No, he wouldn't have done that. No, so maybe he had two bad games. He didn't have uh, – yeah, I was looking to see where these games are. Sorry, at least the score play some. Because San Diego State was playing simultaneously. Trust me, I was watching. You were watching, all right. Um, hey, Brent, can we address a certain Gator situation real quick? Oh, sorry, I forgot to ask. Yeah, that's a perfect segment to do this in. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple minutes here. Uh, What's so, the latest? Goose is oh, okay? No oh, goose? I'm, I, I'm going to tell you the latest. Someone's in trouble. Oh. I'm going to tell you that right now. Somebody, like, you're not talking about like me. I mean, I haven't yeah. even been around. I haven't been around here. Yeah, but you're kind of guilty by association. So... Oh, it's a TV as, thing. As, as, as we know, that um, I, I took a picture of the Gator a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, I, I took a few pictures, posted them on social media, and obviously wildfire running like crazy. I mean, National Geographic's called me, wanted the picture and everything. <laughs> I had to turn them yes. down. We'll see what happens. But imagine my surprise when I'm tired and exhausted at 6.30 in the morning, um, and someone that has my back, let's just say, tweets me and says, Hey, I guess you're famous because they used your picture on Action News Jax, and it oh, was the picture oh. that I tweeted out. Now, it says Action News Jax Gator, and then it says Austin underneath it. There's no, there's no like, at of, of like my t- Twitter tag or anything like that where people can come find me on Twitter. It just said my name. So imagine my surprise when my Twitter handle doesn't get any love, but also imagine my surprise when I didn't get asked, I didn't give any kind of permission whatsoever to use my picture on television. And I've watched a lot of Judge Judy. I know how this stuff works. <laughs> I hope you guys lawyer up. I hope you guys lawyer up because I'm bringing the big dogs with me and I'm going to get what's rightfully mine. So I might be your boss coming here forward in a couple of days <laughs> just to let you know, but it's a little too late for you, man. I'm just saying. What's about, you, you like that idea, Casey? Yep. <laughs> I'm with Austin. Hey, Casey, I'm just saying. I mean, all you got to do is ask, right? You so, know what I'm saying? So, Action News, did they put a story out about the Gator in our own place? I guess so. I mean, all I saw was, was like, the, the screenshot of it. You know, and, and someone sent that to me, and it was my picture that I took, and I can't stress this enough. 
I, I was never asked if my picture could be used on Action News Jax. Casey, did they come to you and ask, hey, you know Austin's number? Can we get a hold? Like, did they come to you, Casey? I worked there for a year. They never asked me anything once. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Slander on the TV station. I will not be. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 this is this is very I'm, I'm not jumping in that pile. Oh, I mean, this is <laughs> this, this affects you too. I'm just saying. Uh, so it, it might, but I'll, I'll slander the ra- slander the radio side first. Okay. Based on my paycheck, I, and secondly, based on the fact that I know the big bosses in the radio side don't listen to this. Okay, show. no, for sure. But I, I just but want you to TV. Well, and I just want you to know, you know, paychecks coming off of this lawsuit that's going to get settled. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have to go to court. Hopefully, hopefully you guys. I say you guys because once again, Brent. <laughs> Guilty by association. <laughs> Guilty by association. I hope you guys play ball here because we don't have to get the, the, the courts and we don't have to get all the national news and CNN and Fox News and everybody involved here. We can just keep this very discreet. But if you do want to go to war, and you know I'm always down to go to war, well, we can do that as well, and we can drag out this process. You, you guys can be out through the headlines, and I'll get even more in damages. And damages is what you get when you win a, a, a lawsuit. I looked that up as well. So it's damages. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, sir. Hey, but I think other the folks on the TV side would be happy to know all these years you've watched Judge Judy on CBS 47 and Fox No, 30. for sure, for sure. And hey, John Bachman, you know what? You're all good, dude. Nothing's going to change for you. Tamika, you're all good. You've always been super nice to me. Very pleasant. She's good. Money Mike Burris. You know, he ain't going anywhere. I call him Money Mike Burris for Derechos. a reason. Derechos. Also, you know, the Hawkeyes, we've been over that. Stupid mascot name, but it is what it is. Money Mike, you're safe. Brent? I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just By saying. Way, have we seen the Gators since the post came out? Nope, we haven't. And keep trying to change the subject. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we're still on the topic right now. If you start calling me Sports Director Austin, it's got a decent ring to it. And Assistant Sports Director Casey. Yeah. Casey, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Because Casey, let's be honest, man, you're responsible with this too. If it wasn't for you calling out the gator, I never would have saw it. So you're getting some damages as well. I'll be be in the courtroom with you. Oh yeah, Casey's gonna be there. Hey, just make sure that you bring a suit, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll rent another one. All right, nice. Suit. You yep. guys combine on one suit, oh. maybe a half a one. <laughs> I just thought of another wedding story about my suit. Oh, can't wait. Oh, great. We got football so at five. We got four. wedding stories. We got who the Jags going to take at number one. We got an update on your bracket. Oh, USC has come back. Oh, South yeah. South Beach carry quiet. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Call it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.